It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. A fine pair brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. It's Friday, December 2nd, 2022. I'm Beckler. Shauna is away today. And you may have heard us talk about this in the past, but we have this running joke, Shauna and I, about like the curse of her vacation days. Whenever Shauna goes away, crisis befalls me in some form or other. In the past, you know, someone in my family has ended up in the hospital, either my kids or McKenna or myself. Uh, one year, my house flooded when Shauna was gone. Uh, what else has happened? Oh, one year, my computer crashed and I lost absolutely everything that I had written for the show. And it's just like, I've you've heard us talk about this before, but hosting the show by yourself is like three times the work of doing it with someone else. So, you know, when, when, when you're already like overloaded with work and then something happens like that, it just makes for a real stressful day. Well, the curse continues. Uh, I got in this morning and Microsoft OneDrive, which is the cloud service where our, our show is stored, you know, where Sean and I store all of our show notes and everything, it was down across the world. And I went online, I was like, it's just me having trouble, but people were complaining about it in every language. So for the first 90 minutes, I had to go into this show completely blind. I had to try to remember what I'd written down. Like, to do a show without notes is just about the worst idea you can have in radio. And I had to do it without choice for the first 90 minutes. Well, we got through it. Microsoft OneDrive came back online. I was able to retrieve the rest of the show and salvage it. And I think, uh, I think we had a lot of fun this morning. We've also been doing this thing lately where we kick the show off really early in the morning with a song that we don't normally play. So we'll look deep, deep into the X929 library. Sometimes we'll even play a song that isn't from our playlist. And this morning I got to play Invisible Touch by Genesis, uh, which, which was a ton of fun. So despite all the chaos going on and everything, that kind of set the mood for a great show. So thank you, Phil Collins. On today's show, we're going to talk about a big change coming to the vehicle world, TV shows versus miniseries. Uh, take a bunch of calls. As I said, I was uh, kind of scrambling to get the show together when I didn't have any notes. So thankfully, lots of people called this morning and we had some great stuff on the phones. So you'll hear quite a few other voices other than my own. This comedian who took down astrology better than Shauna and I ever could. I'll play that clip for you. Some small town news. The goat of something. And you should be warned that some of these, uh, some of these goat segments are getting very, very close to the radio epidemic. Very close. Just toeing the line here. First, your out-of-context clip of the show. Life for a cheetah is a never-ending search for panties. VNS in 20 minutes or less. Do you ever meet someone in the service industry, um, usually a, a woman middle-aged or older, who just calls you a hun too many times? Here and there it can be endearing, but there is a limit. You know, like if you're in a in a diner and there's an old waitress, what well, can I get you, hun? You know, that's yeah, it's authentic. It adds to the experience. It's a, it's, it makes it more authentic. I popped into the convenience store near my house the other day, and there was a woman working behind the till who was just going a little too hard with it. You know, we're not we're not that friendly. I <laughs> this is the first interaction that we have ever had, and you're using more pet names for me than my wife does. Is that everything for you, hun? That'll be twelve seventy five, love. How are you paying, sweetheart? All right, the machine should be ready for you, babe. Do you need a bag, you sexy ass? The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Earlier this week on the show, uh, we were talking about... Sean was talking about a, a guy she knows who... Uh, he got the police calling him for ripping donuts in a parking lot. And Sean was saying, you should be allowed to rip donuts in an empty parking lot 
in this part of the world. It's it's kind of essential, isn't it? Honestly, you got it. Yeah, it, it's winter. You probably should just so that, like you said, you know what your vehicle is capable of. Yes. And everything. You right? see, and there's then, a logical reason for sure. Oh, absolutely. And on that note, I did get uh, pulled over by the police. I was working at a casino and it was, I don't know, 3 a.m. And we had all come out and fresh snow in the parking lot and nobody around and rear wheel drive car. So I was, I was rally driving through the parking lot doing donuts yep. and a ghost car pulled right in, turned the lights on. And I'm like, uh, oh shit. So I roll the window down and he's like, uh, what's going on here? And I'm like, uh, just getting off work, fresh snow, figured I'd twist a few nuts, man. No big deal. <laughs> and then all my, all my coworkers are like, are you okay? Are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, hopefully. And then he's like, okay, you have a good night. And I'm like, thanks man. Bye. I was yeah. going to say in, in that regard, there. I bet you it was because it was 3am and you're pulling out of a casino parking lot. He was probably using yeah. that as a reason to see if you were Make, drunk driving. Yes. yes. Of, so of course, right? The like, minute he sees that you're not. Like four cars there yeah yeah and, like and you don't go. get me wrong wintertime i've done some stupid stuff um the ginormous snow banks in like superstore parking lot oh, yeah. yeah i tried i tried to jump the car into it <laughs> <laughs> it didn't go over well i made it about uh 10 or 9 or 10 feet up into the snowbank and then she sunk oh my god and then the worst part was is uh it was snowing and the guys that were there to clean the parking lot with the big trucks and all that showed up and the boss rolls up with his truck and he's just like, what have you done? And I'm like, no, if you live, if you live at a place where it gets friggin' cold and you have snow, then you, you should be allowed to have some fun in a friggin' parking lot. Okay. And as you this said, is twist, what we used to do. twist yeah. some so, nuts, <laughs> twist, <laughs> twist some nuts, man. That's what we do. Oh my God. The, so nuts, the donuts, you know, uh, like the police officer gets on his radio and he's just like, ah, oh, he's just twisting a few nuts. Yeah. <laughs> he's just twisting a few nuts. No big deal. Uh, he's I got he's one sober. More. Just twisting some nuts is fine. B and S in 20 minutes or less. There's a new nature documentary series on Netflix right now called Our Universe, and it's uh, it's one of these put out by BBC Studios, and their nature documentaries are just spectacular. I will always watch them when they come up with a new one. This one is narrated by Morgan Freeman, and I mean, in terms of getting a, a narrator, you couldn't really ask for a, a better one. I mean, maybe for a nature documentary, David Attenborough would have been better. Maybe he wasn't available. I don't know. But Morgan Freeman is a pretty good second choice. Only thing is, the, the thing with the panties, right? So if you're new to this show, I should probably explain. But a few years ago, uh, quite a few women accused Morgan Freeman of s being sexually inappropriate with them, making comments and stuff, specifically about their panties. And I don't think anything ever ever came of that legally, but like... Sean and I have never been able to separate the two things in our head now. So every time we hear Morgan Freeman, whether it be, you know, in a role, a famous role of his or on this, uh, this new nature documentary series, it sounds like life for a cheetah is a never ending search for panties for vital energy. And this is one of the hardest places on earth for a predator to obtain panties. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm 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 sorry. I just couldn't help it. I wanted you to experience what I experienced watching episode one of this last night. Martini's sole focus. The only thing driving her is panties. The BMS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Some mornings when I'm walking into the radio station from 
where I park, I'll catch a whiff of this smell. And it's a very, like, chemical smell, which seems kind of odd because there isn't, like, it's not like there's really any kind of industrial operation happening down around here on 17th Avenue. It's this very, like, sharp chemical smell. And I, I smelled it the other day and I had this thought and I was like, is that meth? Could that be meth being smoked that I'm smelling? I, I wouldn't really know. I don't think I've smelled meth before. Have you? Like, would you know what meth smells like? Maybe I have smelled meth and I just, I don't know. Like, what does it smell like when it's being smoked? Lots of people have stories about learning what marijuana smelled like. Shauna said her, her mom used to tell her that some, it, it was the smell of, that someone had lit a cigarette backwards, which she believed right into high school, I think. I remember the first time I, like, learned what marijuana smelled like. I was probably... 11 my family was on vacation we were on a holiday in toronto and uh you know like when they're doing work on a high-rise building they'll build a temporary wooden tunnel like a scaffolding tunnel over the sidewalk we went into one of those we were walking down the street and someone was someone was piping a heater in there for sure and i was like what's that my dad's like it's drugs <laughs> so that's what i learned what marijuana smelled like but meth that's not a, a that's not a smell that appears in my smell Rolodex. I don't think I would know that one. Also, I can't really trust my nose anymore since COVID. I got that COVID nose from that long COVID, that long, long COVID, real long. My wife actually said it's the longest she's ever seen. The BNS and twenty minutes or less podcast. I have been wearing long johns this week, and this will be the last day with the long johns. Or, I mean, if you're wearing them. Under more formal pants, as I call them, Long Jonathans. V and S in twenty minutes or less. Friend of the show, Fred is on the show, is on the phone, uh, and Fred wanted to know if we've ever done the goat of cheeses before. How did this come up, Fred? So um, my lady Nicole and I, we were out for um, her birthday actually, and we got a charcuterie at a fancy place for uh, you know cheese and meats. And Gouda was on this charcuterie, and, and we were kind of underwhelmed by it. Underwhelmed so, by the Gouda. Yeah, because we were like, I'm pretty sure we could think of at least five cheeses off the top of our heads that we would rather have than Gouda. <laughs> and that's how we were. And then I, I got to thinking, well, what's the goat of cheeses? <laughs> when, I, when I mentioned this to my wife, McKenna, she was offended. She was very offended that you would take Gouda off the charcuterie board. That's <laughs> she's, When I said, what's the goat of cheese? She said it's smoked Gouda. Oh, okay. I, in my mind, Fred, there are there are two front runners. So I want to hear your opinions first, though. Sure. So as I mentioned, I'm, I'm kind of a Monterey Jack guy, but I think I would put Havarti because when I when I do my own snacking on cheese and meats at home, yeah, I usually buy a Havarti that's got like jalapenos in it or some kind of herbs or whatever, and that's kind of my go-to. So I'm not going to disagree with you on how good those cheeses are, but would you not consider them to be somewhat niche? They, they can be now. It's, it's interesting because when I when I pitched the question to my son Keon, he had one that blew my mind. He was like, "What about cream cheese?" Cream cheese. Oh man, he's thinking outside the box. Right, right. Because I was like, "Oh wow!" Like, definitely, I wouldn't. You wouldn't put that on a charcuterie board. No, no, you wouldn't. It, it, it ups the level in that it's, it could be savory or sweet cream cheese, and it's a staple right? in some really good dishes. Right, so I was like, "Oh man, you you just blew my mind on that one." So, <laughs> see, I I was thinking immediately that it it had to be either cheddar or matzah. Those are definitely the go tos, right? Like for me, it has to it has to either go on a pizza or nachos. Right, you have to be able to work with those two things. So and both of those can work. I mean, cheddar on a pizza isn't super common, but it's it is good when you get it. Absolutely, because some of the other other I would say niche cheeses like feta. 
mm-hmm. Parmesan. Those don't necessarily go well on those kind of dishes, right? It's almost like you have to think about kind of what you would use it on, you know? It's a hard question, man. It's a really hard question. <laughs> I just think in terms of, like, cultural impact, cheddar is everywhere. And we call money cheddar, and we call, you know... Aged cheddar. Yeah, it's all... Sharp, medium. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's definitely... Would you, you call know, cheddar stuff. the goat? I mean, I know you said your preference is Havarti and Monterey Jack, but would you... Would, would would cheddar I, I be the would, goat? I would. I mean, it's it's pretty much everywhere. There are different variations of it. It can go on pretty much anything. So I would say cheddar is it's up there. Well, this has been very productive, and I, I especially enjoy the reverence with which we talked about these cheeses. So I <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell McKenna like I don't dislike Gouda, but there are just certain things about it. Like for example, it tends to get hard if you as soon as you put it out. Uh, right? That is so true. Now, that was kind of it was more so that than the taste. So texture plays a big role too. Feta is uh, you're not you're not disrespecting Gouda. It's just not your first port of call. Exactly. The BNS and twenty minutes or less podcast. I think I came up with uh, the middle ground. What about farmer's marble? Okay, okay. It's pasta and cheddar. Yeah, I mean, that is the best of both worlds. You put the two front runners for goat of cheeses together and you got yourself an even better cheese. Exactly. You get the nice stretch of, stretch of matzo yep. and you get that nice extra salty uh, savory flavor from the cheddar. Do they make and a marble then, with aged cheddar? I think so, yeah. Like, could you get like an old cheddar marble? Pretty sure I might have seen it out at uh, Costco. Okay. Costco might have that. I like the way you're coming at this. What's your name? I'm Alex. Alex. Well, God bless you, Alex, and thank you for the call. Absolutely. Have a great morning. As I said, this is about as close to the radio epidemic as, as we can get. If the radio epidemic were at the bottom of a cliff, we're just like we're just peering over the edge right now. And don't worry, Shauna and I are aware of it. We're aware of it. You know what you should be aware of, though? Shane Holmes Quicker Possession Duplexes. Starting from the 490s, these 1,624 square foot paired homes feature large bedrooms and next level soundproofing. For more info, visit ShaneHolmes.com. Shane Holmes, the better way to build. VNS in 20 minutes or less. This new segment we're doing uh, called Small Town News is fast becoming my favorite thing we do on this show because people send us these these real news stories from small town news outlets from all over the place and some of them are just so funny. I just love it so much. Like this one that friend of the show Jacob sent. Uh, this is from the town of Hannah, Alberta in the Hannah Herald. Here's the headline. Bike found abandoned. <laughs> and there's a photo of this old bike and there it is. It's blue. And I can just I can read you the whole story because there isn't much to it. On November 1st, the Hannah RCMP were alerted to an abandoned bike. The bike was subsequently taken to the detachment. Hannah RCMP are attempting to locate the owner. If this bike is yours, please call the detachment. That is, uh, that's a news story in Hannah, Alberta. It's so, I mean, sometimes it's a nice change from like the doom and gloom that we read in the news here. I'm just really, really enjoying small town news. Good evening. Our top story, RCMP held a press conference today to announce they have recovered a bike. The bike is blue. Mildred from the gas station is pretty sure Paul Coffey filled up yesterday. He paid at the pump and then left, and also Mildred's eyes aren't great, so it may not have been Paul Coffey. And anyone who is driving to the bond spiel on Friday evening is asked to call Terry. He got another DUI and needs a ride. 
Terry is also wondering if it's smoking in your vehicle. V and S in 20 minutes or less. If you looked up this morning, uh, Mars is incredibly bright in the night sky right now. You can even see like the redness of it and everything. It's very, very cool. It's located in the constellation Taurus right now. And I'm not sure what the astrological meaning of that is. Uh, doesn't really matter. Uh, we, Shauna and I always rip on astrology, but sometimes someone j- just says it so much better than you ever could. In front of the show, Evan sent us this clip that's going around on Instagram right now of a comedian named Ryan Goodcase and his beautiful takedown of astrology at a live comedy show. Does anyone here believe in astrology? <laughs> you do? Can you guess what sign I am based on my personality? Just guess. Yell it out. Cancer, that's wrong. I'll give you 11 more guesses. <laughs> Libra's wrong. Do you still believe? <laughs> I'm a Scorpio. I knew it! Yeah, it makes so much sense after I say it. <laughs> you want to know the best part? I'm not a Scorpio. <laughs> I betrayed you like a Scorpio would. <laughs> but in fact, I'm a Virgo. There we go. How do they not get it? How can you be that proud of yourself? VNS in 20 minutes or less. Oh, good morning. How are you this morning? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm great, thanks. I was trying to call yesterday morning after etymology. Okay. So, here's what I came up with. Tough titties. Tough titties? Tough titties. Where does tough titties come from? And is it like when a breastfeeding person stops breastfeeding, their boobs get hard? I don't know. Uh, that's a great question. What do you, what do you picture when you think of tough titties? That. Like just chewed up nipples? Yeah. Yeah. Like just rock hard, agonizing death sack. <laughs> I assume. <laughs> I'm without child. I don't know if you can tell. (laughs) (laughs) I almost picture like, do you ever see like female bodybuilders breasts? Yeah. Where they're just like, ah, yeah. Like they're just, they're so angry. Yes. Very angry. (laughs) Those are tough titties too, I think. So I thought, here's a, like a side hustle segment, if you were. Okay. So for the listeners, where we make up stuff that we think it means, and it's called etymology. Oh. Etymology. Etymology. I don't know. And then we have to decide if it's real or not? I love that. Oh, okay. Etymology. Well, Sean is away. I will float the idea to her when she comes back. What's your name? It's Lara. V and S in 20 minutes or less. My wife McKenna and I just finished watching this awesome miniseries uh, on Apple TV Plus called Blackbird. I don't know if you've seen this one yet. It's about a, a drug dealer who gets sentenced to 10 years in prison, but he gets offered a deal if he'll transfer to a much rougher prison and befriend a suspected serial killer and try to get the information out of him of where he hid some bodies, uh, they'll let him out of prison. And it's so intense. It's only six episodes. And like your bum will be clenched through the entire thing. It's fantastic. But I was thinking about this. And I was thinking about some of the best shows I've watched this year. Seeing as how we're coming toward the end of the year. We're in December now. And the best shows that I watched this year were all miniseries. I mean, we're living in the golden age of television. I think almost everybody agrees with that. Like Within our lifetimes here, the last decade or so, 
TV has sort of like surpassed movies in terms of where the best storytelling is happening in that medium. Um, but my problem with TV has always been with TV shows that it seems like with so many series, the writers, they like, they just kind of run out of stuff to write about or they'll write themselves into a corner and then the ending isn't very good. And the last couple seasons aren't very good. And I think that's just kind of the nature of how that business worked is that, you know, you just keep getting approved for another season if your show was popular and that would happen until people stopped watching. And at that point, like there was no definitive end to the show you know very few even some of the best shows ever very few of them were able to stick the perfect landing after like you know six seven eight seasons or more so that's why i think the miniseries is maybe even greater than the tv series because the miniseries i mean if you're only going to make six episodes of a show if you're only going to make 10 episodes of a show they the writers have the ending in mind they know how they're going to get there they they can see the character arcs that are going to happen throughout the show and that's why I think this year the, some of the best shows that I watched were miniseries. I mentioned Blackbird, um, Under the Banner of Heaven, which was filmed around here in Calgary. That show is awesome. Another miniseries. Uh, or like 1883, the prequel to Yellowstone. Yellowstone very feel, feels very much like they're just going to keep writing until people stop watching. And it's going to get more and more ridiculous as it goes. Whereas 1883 was one season, you know, set in the year 1883. They knew how these people started, how they ended and the story they were going to tell. And for that reason, I think we might be living in the golden age of TV, but really, I think it's the golden age of the miniseries. B and S in 20 minutes or less. Hey, hey, what did you learn today? Really early this morning on the show, I was talking about the announcement from GM earlier this week that Corvette is set to become its own sub-brand of vehicles. So you might see, in addition to like the electric Corvette that's supposed to be coming out in the next couple of years, a Corvette SUV a four-door Corvette, sort of similar to what Mustang has done with the Mach-E platform. Um, and I said, this might be just an Alberta dream, but could you imagine a Corvette truck, like a, like a pickup truck with the styling and engine of a Corvette? My name's Jordan. I work at uh, Jack Carter Chevrolet Corvette, and I just wanted to add your little Corvette truck comment there. Yes. So they actually do produce something like what you're talking about, a Corvette truck. There is the Denali truck that has a 6.2 liter, that is the Corvette motor, but it's a little bit variant and it has a little bit less horsepower, but the same platform. Uh, okay. And then also, they just produced an Escalade V-Series truck. If you look it up, it literally has the engine from the Z06 Corvette that they're just about to produce, and it has about 680 horsepower. When this, it's an SUV that you can literally take your kids to hockey practice and everything in that has that engine in it. Wow. It is nuts. That is, uh, have, have you driven one? Uh, I've driven it around the lot and like the, the exhaust notes, <laughs> if you look it up on YouTube, like look, look up Escalade V exhaust. It's nuts. It sounds like, it sounds like a Corvette. Like it's, it's crazy. That almost seems like just too much power and inertia for the average person driving their kids around to have, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, I would agree with you. <laughs> what is the... Uh, it's nuts. What's the MSRP on one of those? Uh, I think it was $187,000. Holy shit. Like wow. The, we had one go through that it was a... So it was an Escalade V XL. So it was like it was like a Suburban, but it was the Escalade <laughs> V. And they put wheels and did everything, and it was two hundred and twenty thousand dollars that they Holy ended up crap. on the truck. Man, I didn't yeah. know that those trucks got that expensive. That's insane. 
although it, it's getting crazy lately. Man, I'm looking at it right now. It's a monster. It's so big. Like, look at the wheelbase it, on that thing. I know. It's huge. It's crazy. <laughs> um, man, it'd be so weird to see, like, different vehicles under a Corvette nameplate, don't you think? I, I'm really excited about it. I hope they do it. Like, if... I'll I'll be the first one to see it if they do it. I hope. Yeah. So you know it's kind of cool. Okay. Well, take me for a test drive if it does happen. Get done, buddy. You've been listening to the BNS and Twenty Minutes or Less podcast, brought to you by Shane Homes, paired homes that keep your neighbors' noise on their side. Want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X ninety two nine Monday through Friday six to ten a.m. Mountain Time at X ninety two nine ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS and 20 minutes or less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.